realize what we've found. It came from outer space to fill the world with terror. What earthly power can stop this terror? That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop. The from outer space. Let's go, dude. Here we go. And welcome back to the podcast from outer space. It's your boy, Rob Scott. We got Adam Narlock, a.k.a. Teabag, in the house. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. And as always, it's Ryan Scott. Greetings, Earthlings. Well, it's episode 96. Shout out to our boy, Machiavelli. And tonight we'll be covering Operation Mockingbird. Now, Machiavelli, he was a mockingbird, in fact. No, he just, uh, you know, passed away in 96. (laughs) okay but he wrote that song mock machiavelli mockingbird see the connection there okay okay so 96 tupac tupac yeah not actual machiavelli yes okay now once (laughs) once again another summer is behind us gentlemen Mm, technically not yet is it really not the end of summer yet 21st i believe now, at T-Bag, you're a teacher. Fact check me on that. I'm not a teacher. Not anymore. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. He's Mr. Postman. All right, now. well, another summer is behind us. Another updated studio has been acquired, and this time mm. with AC, boys. And we also have a round table so we can regale each other with Arthurian legends. <laughs> is that why the real reason why we have it? That is the real reason why we have it. I, I do want to get into more Arthurian-type legends, that sort of thing. Um... So, you know, we just keep moving up. You know, they tried to keep us down. You might have thought, I haven't heard from those guys in a while. We're finished. But alas, we are back. We are fired up uh, because we have another tentacle episode. Tentacle? Tentacle? Yeah, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, wasn't it? uh, Weren't we talking about like one of our other CIA episodes was like the CIA's web of deceit? We talked about their tentacles. I'm not imagining that right you're not okay so this is this is along those lines you know we are getting into operation mockingbird aka the cia's plan to infiltrate the media now what do we know if anything you know have you guys heard the term what do we know rob let's start with you have we heard the term mockingbird? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> I think he's specifically referring to Operation Yeah, the Operation. Have you heard about the Operation Douchebag? <laughs> Operation Douchebag. <laughs> I have heard of that one before. I live it. Uh, <laughs> Operation Mockingbird, however, I believe is uh, some sort of CIA conspiracy to control the media? <laughs> Are you fucking unreal. Is that Are like you the first thing you said on Wikipedia? <laughs> Are you repeating what I literally just said? Or have you heard the term before? Just fucking around. Okay. Just trying to get you real fired. All right, teabag, what do we got? Because I'm getting more fired up as we get into this one. You know, not to mock this guy, but uh, I believe it's a secret CIA plan to infiltrate the media and did you hear about it did either of you hear about it before we started doing research or no like to kill a mockingbird not That's just not, 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 not mockingbird Adam's only focused on the yeah you're only part. focused on the word i'm talking about the operation no okay never heard of it 
Rob? I have heard of it, but I don't know. Didn't know too much about it until we started. Where'd you hear about doing the research? Did it get wiki leaked to you? (laughs) Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think it was through some other CIA thing that we were looking into. Okay. Okay. Maybe Blue Book, perhaps? Mm. Mm. Don't know that it would have been in there, but. Not in there, but like mixed in with that kind of research. You know what I mean? Okay. Well. I do believe we got into this a tad in our... CIA too, correct? Yeah. No, no, that's Air Force. Okay. But totally different agency. (laughs) I believe we got into this a tad in our uh, Illuminati episode with one Jetty Groom. You know, we discussed Mm. like the media control, um, that sort of thing. Another Machiavellian episode. (laughs) Episode 50. Go ahead and check that one out if you haven't already. And I also do believe a listener requested this episode, um, but for the life of me, I could not find who it was. So if it was you, Loyal Legion, uh, let Maybe us know. it was Ashley. <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us know, and we will give you a shout out. Now, for those unfamiliar, Operation Mockingbird is an alleged large-scale program of the Central Intelligence Agency that began in about the late 1940s, early 1950s. And this was essentially the attempt to manipulate news and other media outlets for many purposes. Most concerning would be for propaganda purposes. Mm. Now, when we say this was an alleged large-scale program... Um, this is in the same sense of like, do you recall our MK ultra episode where that entire operation was exposed by like a reference in a single piece of paper? And then the guy, they dug in further and further and found out everything about that deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of similar in that it has never been officially referenced. Um, but it has never also been officially denied. It hasn't been referenced. Yeah, like, there's not a ton of references in other CIA documents that they release to the general public. So Same with uh, MKUltra. So we just need to find this specific category's mark to bring us the news. Well, it's essentially like um, investigative reporters smarter than you or I kind of put this stuff together uh, in the same sense that, like, that's how MK Ultra was stumbled upon, if you will. Want to know what really happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. You know, sleuths, they're called. Web sleuths. That P- sort of thing. PIs. Yeah. Mockingbird killers. Got it, got it, got yeah, it. Now, now, from what I gather, we do know for certain that student cultural organizations organizations and magazines were allegedly funded as front organizations by the CIA for this operation. Now, again, like weekly reader, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it was that specific magazine, real cool guys. Weekly. Um, (laughs) yeah, it was just like, uh, I think I, I think I have the example later in here, but you know, this was similar to the way that they operated in MK Ultra through schools and hospitals as like front organizations. You know, this is CIA 101. It's no secret. Same way they still operate. Slipping people LSD. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, now, we also know that the CIA recruited American journalists and put them on payroll for the CIA. Now, where this whole thing gets iffy, and we'll get into this in the episode, but I believe the level 
and specifics of what these guys were actually doing is where the whole alleged aspect comes in. Mm, they don't um, want to take the credit for it, so it's alleged. Well, I guess because some claim that these guys were writing full-on fake stories to promote the views of the intelligence agency. Others claim that maybe certain aspects of their journalism were embellished for the CIA's favor. So this is kind of the start of fake news. Well, again, we'll get into that. Or others claim that these organizations just simply granted covers for agents to operate undetected on enemy soil. Another reason why the British hate the Yank Janos. <laughs> yeah, a lot of journal, a lot of journo talking here. Now there is plenty of evidence to suggest that the operation encompassed all of these and probably much more. However, the true depth will likely never be known. That's what she said. Now, before we dive head on into this one, little disclaimer. Uh, number one, this is not to be confused with Project Mockingbird, which was a wiretapping operation initiated by U.S. President John F. Kennedy to identify the sources of government leaks by eavesdropping on several journalists. It's a totally different operation. Ask not what wiretaps can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, number two, and maybe I'm off base here. You guys let me know, but... I think a lot of the stuff discussed in this episode can be lumped into one side or the other politically in this day and age, um, especially with, as you said, Rob, with the Trump and the whole fake news. Uh, you know, this is almost always gets branded as a right-wing conspiracy. And I did, in fact, see a fair amount of stuff in my research for this popping up on Tucker Carlson. Well, I think <clears throat> in... In the uh, political climate that we find ourselves in this in these these days, I would say most conspiracies are pushed to the right wing side of things. Okay, really? Okay. You ever talk with uh, about conspiracies with anyone like outside of our immediate friend group? People just automatically are like, "Oh, you're one of those conspiracy <laughs> Trump guys." <laughs> okay. All um, right. Well, you just always have to be like, "No, no, no. Hold on." Pump the brakes. Well, maybe what we'll find is that Trump, our fearless leader, was trying to help us. Fearless leader, eh? <laughs> our fearless leader. Well, we have a new fearless leader now. Um, but the guy doesn't even know what planet he's on. He's just tapping into our conversations. Now, also, this, uh, I think with the rise of QAnon, you guys familiar with this? Maybe we'll do a whole episode on this one day. Um, but QAnon supporters just kind of use the term Operation Mockingbird when referring to the American media that spread what supporters consider fake news. So they kind of take the term and, and use it uh, in a different way. And, you know, on the other side, there's the whole communist left-wing Antifa stuff. It's like, oh, there's they're putting pro-capitalism, anti-communist rhetoric is just flooding social media feeds. You know, have you seen that type of stuff as well? Is it? I mean, okay, I'm not trying to say that I'm backing QAnon on this, okay, but... of course. Why would you say them that? Calling, calling fake news Operation Mockingbird, does, I mean, that kind of makes sense, yeah? Well, no, as no? we'll find out. <laughs> well, I'm saying if, all right, let's just 
make it very simplistic for our listeners out there in layman's terms, if you will, if the CIA is infiltrating the media and using it to uh, maybe use it as propaganda, as we said, and then in today's day and age, it's very obvious that like which news channels are biased to the left and right. So it's same similar situation. Not it's obviously not the CIA doing that. Or is it exactly? So you can't. Well, but there you go. You can't just assume and brand it as Operation Mockingbird. Like when I'm talking about Operation Mockingbird in this episode, I'm talking about the facts we know of the actual operation. I'm not like the QAnon supporters just be like they're Operation Mockingbird in ya, and just use it as a blanket term. It's not that. Uh, but, you know, point being, you know, we are middlemen here. You know, we are just presenting the facts as we find them in this research. And specifically with this episode, as I just said, you know, I wanted to cover the OG Operation Mockingbird because, as we'll see, there's the operation itself, which started in the late 40s, early 50s. And then there's this term which has essentially been redefined and now encompasses anything perceived as disinfo, psyop, fake news type shit. Um, you know, this is a... Is, what does the term gaslighting mean? That means they're like fucking with your mental, right? Yes. Yeah, it's basically when you uh, manipulate someone into yeah, thinking... Something did or didn't happen. Yeah, this is go- the you, government's like, gaslighting. You repeat it so much that someone starts thinking, like, "Oh shit, is this true?" Oh, dude, the government. We'll find out. The government's been gaslighting us for years, dude. <laughs> forever. This is a gaslighting episode. Tale as old as time. Um, yeah, dude. Gaslight the- anthem. Yeah, dude. The gas. The gaslight anthem. That's our government, dude. They've been <laughs> gaslighting us for years. And you know, point being, though, uh, we and I think I speak for all of us here at the podcast when I say. Uh, we don't really give a fuck about the right wing, left wing bullshit, you know. Gold jacket, really green jacket, green jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's a gold jacket, <laughs> green jacket for us. Uh, you know, if it makes for good discussion, we're gonna throw it in here. You know, I'm willing to go either way on this shit. I'm a fair weather fan, dude. Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah, and uh, wasn't a Trump guy before. Now you are. Yeah, maybe, maybe our fearless leader was right all along. <laughs> but I can assure one thing. Uh, We do have some semblance of journalistic integrity here at the podcast from Outer Space. And I, for one... Does that exist? Integrity. I, for one... Journalistic integrity, I meant. I, for one, would never insert or sway any factual information I found in order to fit some fucking narrative, dude. What if you got paid enough? Well, that's a different story. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, we don't have ads quite yet. We're not getting paid quite yet. Um, But, you know, even if it it pokes a major hole in our theories here, hell, I'd still present it as, uh, as facts. And, you know, that's one of the things I hear that most people love about this show is that we rotate the object. You know, we're all sides, all angles guys. Love it from all angles. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're get, we're giving it to you from all angles. We're getting it from all angles. And we're rotating the object for you, loyal legion of listeners. Yeah, we're not just standing over you, shoving it down your throat. We're giving it to you all angles. Yeah. And I mean, guys, if I'm being actually honest here, who even knows how reliable the internet is these days? It's not, dude. Uh, I don't because- <laughs> even have Wi-Fi right now. The shit's unbelievable. 
<laughs> you know, that's Operation where Mockingbird, dude. Yeah, that's where I found most of this stuff. And although I do try to like fact check as much as possible, um, but you know, who's fact checking the fact checkers? Mm. Facebook. <laughs> you know, am I am I right here? Like, do you guys have anything to add on on this sort of stuff? I think there's a slight curve, but we're always trying to hit it down the middle. Which way does it curve? That's for the listeners to decide, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I like what you said there, but I think, as I just pointed out, it's very hard, uh, again, in today's climate, to actually have journalistic integrity. Okay, but you're a big Trump guy, so you think... (laughs) So you're like Kanye. I need my red hat. Let me get my red hat back. No, he's he's anonymous. <laughs> he's anonymous. So you're coming out here in a guy fox mask. I'm kind of sitting on the fence. I'm not swaying either side. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. Just sitting on the fence post, you know, looking over, seeing what's on each side, but I'm not jumping to one side or the other. Okay. You're, so you're a real like maniac, one- McGee. <laughs> you're like one of those racist crows in the early Walt Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude. I was actually going to say, can I at least be smoking a cigar then? Now I got to go back and watch Dumbo. <laughs> All right. So, so let's get into the history of this whole thing. And, and just, you know, let's set the background. So, you know, World War II is over. Fascism is defeated. You know, USA. 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 You, we got stoop kids gonna leave the stoop. We got USA chants left and right. Capitalism fucking rules at this point. Yeah. Um, but the big bad commies are still out there and they are pretty, pretty powerful. You know, communism, mm. it's like this whole new thing, dude. And capitalists, they're worried. Uh, and rightfully so. I mean, you look at a lot of like, the world up to this point and you basically had stuff like american revolution french revolution russian revolution lots of revolutions you got world war one the rise of communism fascism uh the axis powers basically almost took over all of europe and possibly the world before they were defeated. You know, the world was basically dealing with all these new economic ideologies, regime changes. World politics wasn't as, like, stable as it seems today, you know? Would you say it's stable today? Yeah, because Com- I wouldn't. <laughs> I would say compared to back then, absolutely. You didn't have, like, you don't have these insane revolutions like back then. Yeah, because everyone's a fucking mm. snowflake bitch. <laughs> okay. You, you don't think what's... Fucking unreal, dude. You don't think what's going on in Afghanistan is a revolution? That's not a revolution. That's just the United States, like, leaving. Of course that was bound to happen. Time because, was on their side. Uh, I don't think we're just leaving. Tale is I think these time. guys are revolting. No, Taking back I wouldn't say it's really a the power. It's yeah, a dude, takeover, that, dude. I mean, that's been going on though for years there, dude. They don't call Afghanistan the graveyard of empires for no reason. That's been happening since the fucking Persian Empire. But I'm saying, look at the world powers today: Russia, 
China, the U.S., China. Australia. We just did that nuclear sub deal with them. You guys see that? Um, wow. But yeah, New you, Zealand doesn't want their uh, subs in its water. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's neither here nor there. You so, look hey, at these- mate, keep your subs over there. <laughs> you look at these global powerhouses today, they're Would working together. Like is a powerhouse? Oh, well, I'm just saying, like, you look at the major global powerhouses- they're not just willing to go kamikaze and shoot each other. Like, they're going to talk about things, work out deals, you know? Okay, different times. Yeah, like in the 40s, they didn't have the same kind of arsenal that we have today. Yeah, like, wasn't like NATO was established after World War II, right? Mm, yes. I don't know the timeline of that. You know, you just, you. what I'm getting at is you didn't have this communication. There was more. Well, we didn't have the technology that we have today. Either. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. So you didn't have the yeah. technology. You didn't have the communication. So these revolutions were, were popping up here and there. That's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, different times of world and politics as we venture into this episode. Now, getting back to our buddies in the CIA. So they're involved in a ton of crazy shit around this time. I mean, think... Look at the episodes we've done. Operation Paperclip, Lab 257, MK Ultra. They're fucking around with acid. They're trying to learn magic. Uh, you know, you name it, the CIA is basically doing it. Um, so when the Cold War was getting started, the CIA implemented a program called Operation Mockingbird. Now, as we said, the agency was setting out to basically pay or even intimidate journalists into helping promote their messages. Now, this all came about uh, in a Ramparts magazine article that exposed the operation in 1967 uh, when it reported that the National Student Association had received funding from the CIA. Now, a few years later, a one Carl Bernstein, the same reporter who broke the Watergate scandal. Mm. Check that episode out if you haven't already. Now, he spent six months uh, examining the relationship between the CIA and the media during the Cold War, and in 1977, Bernstein's article appeared in Rolling Stone titled The CIA and the Media, which dove even further into this operation. Now, I would suggest, if you are the slightest bit interested in learning more, uh, that you read the CIA and the media by Bernstein. Uh, he's got it for free on his website uh, because we are just hitting the cliff notes here. Uh, but this is truly a great piece of journalism. And I will link that down in the description for the loyal Legion. And this now, ain't no Bernstein bears novel that we're talking. No, about. this is not Bernstein bears. Now, it's totally different. Bernstein. This man exposed Watergate. That's I missed that episode. Not going to lie to you. Yes. You were not on that episode. Um. <laughs> And now he's out here exposing the CIA for free. Is that it? Is that a cool? I mean, his book's available for free on Amazon. No one puts out a free book. He's got to be compensated by somebody. No, no, no. no. This isn't a book. This was the article originally appeared in Rolling Stone. I assume Rolling Stone paid him handsomely for this article. You'd assume Rolling Stone or the CIA? Are they controlling what's getting leaked to people? I don't know if Rolling Stone was involved in this operation. I don't even know if they were around. Perfect. That's what they want you to do. See? See? (laughs) Thank you. Rob gets it. Okay. So, anywho, you know, check the article out. 
But in Bernstein's work, he exposed that more than 400 American journalists doubled as CIA operatives. Now, in the work, he says, quote, Journalists provided a full range of clandestine services from simple intelligence gathering to serving as go-betweens with spies in communist countries. And he further exposed that the CIA, quote, Secretly bankrolled numerous foreign press services, periodicals, and newspapers, both English and foreign language, which provided excellent coverage for CIA operatives. Now, Bernstein wrote in his article that among those who lent their cooperation to the agency included executives from Columbia Broadcasting System, Tyron Inc., the New York Times, the Louisville Courier-Journal, and the Copley News Service. Other organizations which cooperated with the CIA include the American Broadcasting Company, the National Broadcasting Company, the Associated Press, United Press International, Reuters, Hearst Newspapers, Scripps Howard, Newsweek Magazine, the Mutual Broadcasting System, the Miami Herald, and the Old Saturday Evening Post and New York Herald Tribune. The old? What about the new one? Rob, please. <laughs> they only could get the old one. Now, by far the most valuable of these associations, according to CIA officials, were the New York Times, CBS, and Time, Inc. Now, Bernstein does go on to specify that the general outlines of what happened are indisputable. The specifics are much harder to come by. And again, this is going back to the Project MKUltra stuff. You know how when we talked about that, they pretty much destroyed all the records and it was only like one box of records that they kind of put this all together with? God knows what the other boxes contained. This is pretty much the same. It's like, you know, Bernstein saying we have a general understanding of what they did, but specifically what they did very hard to come by. Now, this does, uh, as we'll get into later, this does leave room for a lot of conspiracies to kind of wiggle their way into this. Um, but how nefarious, I guess, this all was, very difficult to decipher. Are we tracking here? We're tracking. I'm sure someone has a list somewhere, right? I'm just saying, so this is like, just like MK Ultra, there was all this stuff. And now maybe there's like a box left in the warehouse and someone popped this open. Pandora's box in us. Well, so at, well, as we'll see, uh, we also talked about this on the Watergate episode, <laughs> what you missed, uh, church committee. So the church committee is established to kind of go through all this. And I have a whole segment on this, but that's where this whole thing kind of came out. But the CIA saying, Hey, we can't release this stuff because of national security and they kind of work with the church committee to cover it up. Um, but this is just what Bernstein, like this article is what Bernstein put together based on his six months of research, interviewing like former CIA operatives, that sort of shit. Who could still be controlling what information gets released to us. Theoretically, okay. Yeah, I mean, technically, theoretically, yes. Uh, and we'll get to that uh, much later in the as episode as to like how much of this shit is still going on. And I, I'm curious to get your you gentlemen's thoughts there. Um, For all we know, the CIA edited this outline. 
<laughs> yes, in fact, I'm a CIA operative. I'm like Joe Rogan handled by the CIA. <laughs> um, back to the Bernstein article. So he's saying, you know, when these CIA dealings began with the press, it was the early stages of the Cold War. Alan Dulles, who was the director of the CIA in 1953, he sought to establish a recruiting and cover capability within America's most prestigious journalistic institutions uh, by operating under the guise of accredited news correspondents. Dulles believed that CIA operatives abroad would be accorded a degree of access and freedom of movement uh, that was like unparalleled with any other type of cover. Now this makes sense, right? Like, hey, we just say this guy's a journalist. He's actually a CIA operative. He gets a press pass and he's able to like move freely throughout the country, that sort of thing. That makes sense for foreign spies, right? Oldest trick in the book. You can John, John Wilkes Booth a couple motherfuckers if he needs to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's getting more nefarious, but you know, maybe just get information, Rob. Let's pump the brakes here. <laughs> you know, we're not, we don't have to go put a bullet in every Abraham Lincoln we see. Um, but so this kind of makes sense. You know, it isn't like the CIA was just secretly sending moles to like get jobs as journalists, but they actually went to America's leading publishers and news executives who in turn allowed their organizations to become quote unquote handmaidens to the intelligence services. A handmaid's tale. <laughs> yeah. Now CIA show. Also, around that time, many journalists who covered World War II were close to people in the Office of Strategic Services. Mm. Now, that was the precursor to the CIA. And, you know, hey, believe it or not, they were all on the same side here once upon a time. So, in turn, when the war ended, many OSS officials went into the CIA, so it was only natural that these, la that these relationships would continue. You know, no harm, no foul. Am I right? I'm tracking. I'm trying to track. You're tracking or you're trying? Trying. Okay. I'm, what, I'm what, putting puzzle pieces together. That's all. All right. Are we having trouble with anything? No, 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 no. I'm just piecing it okay. together. Now, the CIA uses the term reporting to describe much of what cooperating journalists did for the agency. Very now, little report. <laughs> now, in Bernstein's article, he says a senior CIA official would say, you know, we would ask them, hey, do us a favor. This is this guy's talking to a journalist. He says, you know, we know you're going to be in Yugoslavia. Can you let us know? Do they ha have they paved all the streets? Where did you see planes? Was there any signs of military presence? Did you see any Soviets? Um, if you happen to meet a Soviet, can you get his name and spell it correctly? Can you possibly set up a meeting for us or relay a message? And so... Sounds like a lot of favors, not just one. Well, there's a quid pro quo, as we'll find out. You know, many <laughs> CIA officials regarded these journalists as operatives. And the journalists tended to see themselves as trusted friends of the agency who performed occasional favors. So as I said... This is like a quid pro quo, am I right? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Funny thing about my back. Okay. Yeah, correct, correct. So we're tracking, right? Yep, yep. Now, apparently as these relationships grew, 
uh, and more were established, the boundaries on what was ethical started being pushed further and further. Uh, so what started off as quid pro quo, you know, eventually evolved into CIA planting full-on false narratives and propaganda in order to promote its views and sway the general public. Now, Bernstein also claimed that the church committee report actively covered up CIA relations within the news media. Well, no, I was just thinking like any time that you start off a relationship with like, oh, hey, can you do this for me and I'll do this for you? It eventually usually ends up turning. It always ends badly. Pretty quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now someone ends up just taking advantage of the other person every time. It's very rare to find that relationship where it works out to be, you do this for me, I do this for you, and continues that way. Now, I'm getting the vibe from the look on both of your faces that you're dis- you're talking about girls, correct? Just in general, rela- any relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about actual business relationships here? I was, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, yeah, you could say the same thing with personal oh, yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it, eventually somebody's going to get um, bent over a barrel. Feelings, hurt feelings. Bent over a barrel and shown the 50 states. Correct. Um, <laughs> That's okay. And as we'll find out, that could have possibly been the media here. Now, let's get into the church committee. You know, as we were talking about earlier, church committee is formed after Watergate, 1973. They uncover... All this crazy shit that the government's doing. And um, the church committee's job was essentially to investigate whether the intelligence gathering methods employed by the CIA, FBI, and NSA were legal in light of revelations brought up during the Watergate scandal. So the church committee is formed. During the 1976 investigation of the CIA by the Senate Intelligence Committee, chaired by Senator Frank Church, uh, the dimensions of the agency's involvement with the press became apparent to several members of the panel, as well as two or three investigators on the staff. Uh, But top officials of the CIA, including former Director William Colby and George H.W. Bush, persuaded the committee to restrict its inquiry into the matter and to deliberately misrepresent the actual scope of the activities in its final report. Now, this multi-volume report, uh, which was the church committee's findings, only contains nine pages in which the use of journalists is discussed in deliberately vague and sometimes misleading terms makes no mention of the actual number of journalists who undertook covert tasks for the CIA, nor does it adequately describe the role played by newspaper and broadcast executives in cooperating with the agency. So these guys mockingbirded the SIC? Pretty much. I mean, it's it's pretty much like George H.W. Bush and William Colby saying, Hey, guys, uh... We've we've looked into that, and this is what you need to know. It's a need to know. Uh, what do they call it? A need to know basis. Yep, and you don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need to know. Uh, so you know, published in nineteen seventy six. Your roommate smoking crack. I don't need to know. 
<laughs> so published in 1976, the committee's report confirmed earlier stories that the that charged that the CIA had cultivated relationships with private institutions, including the press, uh, but they again did not in, uh, identify individuals by name. And it stated that it only found 50 journalists who had official uh, and secret relationships with the CIA. So uh, Bernstein says that a lot of the findings of the Senate committee's inquiry into the use of journalists was deliberately buried uh, from the full membership of the committee, from the Senate, from the public. Uh, there was a difference of opinion on how to treat the subject, explained one source. Some senators thought these were abuses which should be exercised. And there were those who said, we don't know if this is bad or not. I wonder how much they had to pay for that shit. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, now, the church committee did report, quote, the CIA currently maintains a network of several hundred foreign individuals around the world who promote intelligence for the CIA and at times attempt to influence opinion through the use of covert propaganda. These individuals provide the CIA with direct access to a large number of newspapers and periodicals, scores of press services and news agencies, radio and television stations, commercial book publishers, and other foreign media outlets. Now, the most shocking revelations of the church committee included Operation MKUltra. That's where uh, this stuff came out. And uh, as we said, you know, check out our episode on that. One of our better series, I will say. Uh, COINTEL Pro was also unearthed in this committee's investigations, which involved the surveillance and infiltration of American political and civil rights organizations. Uh, the a document known as the Family Jewels, which was a CIA program <laughs> to covertly assassinate foreign leaders, as well as Operation Mockingbird, today's subject. Now, a little bit of foreshadowing here. <clears throat> you remember the 2013 global surveillance disclosures by uh, Edward Snowden? I do. You guys recall that? So... In this whole church committee, it was also unearthed that Project Shamrock had taken place in which the major telecommunications companies shared their traffic with the NSA. Um, so this came out in this late 70s report, and it wasn't fully unearthed until twenty seven or 2013 when Snowden leaked to the Saul. No, no, just constantly putting the puzzle pieces together. Okay. So the church committee also uncovered the assassinations of Salvador Allende in Chile, Mohammed Mossadegh in Iran, and other assassinations on leaders in Central and South America, Africa, the Middle East, and East Asia. Now, in the 60s... Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Now, in the 60s... Uh, they say that reporters were used extensively in the CIA offense against Salvador Allende in Chile. Uh, they provided funds to Allende's opponents and wrote anti-Allende propaganda for the CIA. Uh, these were distributed in Chile. And CIA officials insist that they make no attempt to influence content of American newspapers, but some fallout is inevitable. 
Uh, during the Chilean offense, CIA-generated black propaganda transmitted on the wire service out of Santiago often turned up in American publications. I mean, that kind of stuff's still going on, dude. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, look at like the CIA's influence in regime changes around the world. I mean, as we were just talking about, Taliban. Syria. Taliban, Syria. Iran, Iraq. Uh, yep, Iran, Iraq, Guatemala, right? Africa. I mean, you name it, CIA's probably got their hands in it. They're democratizing the shit out of the third world, dude. Trying to. <laughs> yeah. Now, some other examples I found. Um, Ralph McGee, a former CIA officer, stated that the CIA often placed news stories anonymously in news publications to spread false ideas favorable to the CIA's goals. Stories that CIA planted might be picked up and further spread by additional newspapers and other third parties in a slightly altered form or even picked up as news and then rewritten by a journalist. Mm. So it's just like a real fucked up game of telephone. Yeah, essentially. And and that's, I guess, what... Um, I mean, isn't that what kind of all journalism is? Yeah. You tell me, bud. You're the English major. <laughs> English, not journalist. Um, Dad was a geno. Now, I was also researching more and more because I want to find like actual examples that we know of. Now, in 2012, um, Trisha Jenkins released a book, The CIA in Hollywood, How the Agency Shapes Film and Television, which further documented the CIA's efforts at manipulating its own public image through entertainment and media since the 1990s. I mean, you look at all these fucking uh, movies, you know, Jason Bourne. Um, what are the spy games, Patriot games, the spy who shagged me. (laughs) Yeah. Austin Powers. I mean, that's British. That's more MI6 propaganda, (laughs) but you know, mission impossible. Like look at all these spy movies and like the agency's involvement in this. Uh, she's claiming that, uh, the CIA has used motion pictures to boost recruitment, mitigate public affairs, disasters, uh, bolster its own image and even intimidate terrorists through disinformation campaigns. Subliminally. Hey guys, I just watched the born identity. I'm ready to sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but also just imagine like terrorists watching the born identity and being like, fuck, fuck dude. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. These guys are getting That's trained. Jason born. <laughs> they got Owen Wilson and Eddie Murphy out here. We're fucked. So I'm diving deeper and deeper. Now, when, remember how we said this was all like alleged at the top of the episode? Allegedly. Well, according to the CIA, what you hear is all hearsay. <laughs> uh, because Deborah Davis, so she wrote in Catherine the Great, uh, which this was her 1979 unauthorized biography of Catherine Graham, owner of the Washington Post. Uh, She wrote that the CIA ran an Operation Mockingbird during this time, writing that the Prague-based International Organization of Journalists received money from Moscow and controlled reporters on every major newspaper in Europe, disseminating stories that promoted the communist cause Mm. and that Frank Wisner, director of the office of policy 
Coordination, created in 1948 by the United States National Security Council, had created Operation Mockingbird in a response to the IOJ, recruiting Phil Graham for the Washington Post to run the project within the industry. According to Davis, by the early 1950s, Wisner owned respected members of the New York Times, Newsweek, CBS, and other communication vehicles. Now, she goes on to write that after Cord Meyer joined the CIA in 1951, he became Operation Mockingbird's principal operative. Uh, neither the church committee or any of the investigations that followed find there was such an operation as described by Davis. Uh, so essentially, she's just kind of like filling in the gaps, you know? Like, as, as we said, we know the general outline of this operation, but we don't know the specific details. Now, this, this other author kind of fires back at her saying, hey, you know, you can't just kind of make this shit up to fit with your agenda. Oh, like journalism. Yeah, but... Uh, this doesn't fit the CIA's narrative, all right? Now, this other guy writes that uh, Mockingbird, as described by Davis, has remained a stubbornly persistent theory. And he added that the Davis-Mockingbird theory that the CIA operated a deliberate and systemic program of widespread manipulation of the U.S. media does not appear to be grounded in reality. That's what they want you to think. But he goes on to say that should not disguise the active role that the CIA played in influencing the domestic press's output. So it's, he's kind of saying, yeah, you know, maybe some stories were embellished, some stories were fabricated, but it wasn't this whole uh, grandiose plan to kind of control the entire media. Are we tracking there? I mean, I get that's what he's trying to say, but I feel like that's, that's a bold-faced lie. Okay, so, and based on the facts that we've studied and what we know, what's pointing you to that? You're just saying, like, if they started with this relationship of, like, hey, the CIA is, we want to provide, we want to work with the news agencies to provide us cover, it eventually evolves into this sinister plot of the CIA just planning these false stories. Like, why would they ever stop? Or, like, what are, what are you getting at here? To me, it seems like, all right, during the during World War II, like they have one, we have one common enemy. It's the Axis. We got to get everybody on American soil on the same page. So let's give them, quote unquote, the truth, if you will. Let's everybody's hearing the same story. Everybody's on the same side. Everybody's on the same page, so we can defeat this enemy. But then once the war is over, it just kind of seems like, yeah, the CIA's got one side that they want to spun, but then. If these press guys are going rogue, in a sense, they could be spinning things another way. Then you got people divided, you know? There's our new enemy. Okay, so you're saying these CIA operatives are going rogue? CIA guys, reporters, who everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and now we as a nation have to kind of figure out, like, oh, this is true, this is true, this is not true. Okay, so just it's just getting muddled and muddled and muddled is what you're getting at? And that, yeah, they're, yeah, they're throwing us into chaos, throwing us into confusion. Maybe that is part of the narrative. But it's not necessarily the CIA with this giant overarching Maybe it plan is, though. Experience. Okay, so you're, you're under the belief that it is? It could be. Okay, so these same guys, Dulles and HW, are orchestrating this thing? I don't know if those are the masterminds well, I would do. HW is definitely in on <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. 
All right. Well, so that's well, what just, if it's again, that's just one the guy's theory. Well, hey, we'll get into that, but that's just one guy's theory. He's just saying, like, like, hey, you don't have the factual evidence to say that the CIA was at this level. We know they were doing something. We just don't know the specifics, like Bernstein said. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> exactly. We're Johnny Cochraning them. Um, now, I, this this got me thinking of, like, look at, like, some of the other nations that did this stuff and still do uh you know have you guys seen have you guys seen that documentary on netflix the uh like how to become a tyrant or something like that big hit check it out it's like uh they talk about all this shit in there like the nazis i hate those guys (laughs) (laughs) obviously we know they were doing this we got goebbels minister of propaganda Mm -hmm. he's putting out specifically propaganda that's like one-sided nazis fascism it's no secret um the soviet union you've got uh stalin he's doing the same thing he creates this like secret media program to only put out pro-stalin pro-communist stuff no secret they're doing it there Saddam does this, North Korea does this, China does this. Teabag, I'm sure the Taliban will take notes. Uh, <laughs> they'll do start it. doing this. So why is it out of the realm of possibility to think that the U.S., democracy, uh, those types of governments do this? Because there's people that are so nationalistic that they don't want to believe that the U.S. government would stoop to the level of someone like China or Soviet Russia. So it's all about freedom, patriots. Hell yeah, brother. You're a patriot? Separation of church and state. But now you have the church investigating. You think I'm out there, you think I'm out there waving two American flags on the back of my truck and the government's running the news? <laughs> Punisher logo. <laughs> Punisher decal on the I back. I got my Punisher logo on top of the thin blue line flag across the back of my F250, right. brother. All right, that now you're being a little stereotypical, dude. I'm a patriot, but you also could believe that there's government operatives within the media today, even correct, disseminating this pro democracy literature or rhetoric. You would call it sure, mm. absolutely. Like, but it, it like I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory. Of course, the U.S. government wants to do that. They've been doing that. These guys aren't going to come out and be like, you know, actually fascism is pretty great. You know, <laughs> like, what? like of course they're going to want to bury anything that has to do with that. They're going to say, yeah, democracy, USA, like we've done this, we've done that, you know, like it's going to be, it's going to be pro USA no matter what, right? USA. Yeah, let's get the chant going. Now that brings us right into the into uh, this point. And teabag, you were kind of alluding to this earlier. Is it ongoing? You know, it's, it's like you were saying, Rob. Maybe it's not necessarily controlled by the CIA. You know, now we're seeing the media controlled without question by these giant corporations. And if I had to guess, I'd say a good deal of government agencies have their hands in the cookie jar as well. If you had to guess. I'm going to disagree with you slightly there. Okay. What are we saying here now? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do get their news from mainstream sources that could or could not be controlled by the government. But I feel like in this day and age, it's so much easier to get your news from an independent source, which again, may or may not have all the facts and may or may not be trying to slant you one way or the other. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not saying that people don't have the freedom to get their news from wherever you want. I'm just saying that obviously, like you look at Fox News, CNN, like these are giant, massive corporations that operate in the interest of their owners. They don't operate in the interest of the American people. That's fair. Okay. Like they have a side, they spin it to that side. It's not like they're just... It's not like C-SPAN. Like, I, I feel like C-SPAN is the only unbiased news because it's literally just a camera in the, like, congressional room that's just showing you the hearing that's like, and how do we pre- how do we want to preside on New York State 12757 <laughs> for minority scholarship and school donation centers? Like, you know, it's just showing you the meeting. Wait, is it? Th- what if that's all scripted? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's, out. it's scripted at some level, but those are the congressional hearings. Maybe. Like, you read the minutes, it's going to be that. I, yeah, but maybe this is written by a CIA operative. <laughs> and okay, so you're, you're getting the hamster so wheel going. So now you're saying the CIA is infiltrating the government. Someone is doing something somewhere. Always. <laughs> okay. Now, this was one point I thought, and let me know if you guys agree with this, because I found this quote, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but check this out. So this quote- I threw it on. Yeah, I threw it in here. So this quote says, virtually no one alive today has ever been informed by a truly free and independent press. Until the podcast from outer space came around. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Now, do we agree with this or not? No, I mean, definitely not in our in our lifetime. So you're saying no, that like the as long as you and me have been alive and been able to pay attention to the news, it has never it's been always, truly free and independent. It's always no, some yeah, it's type always of been bias. Bought or sold okay. by someone. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Every what, news channel that is on national television right now. Okay. Is in someone's pocket. Now what are you what are your thoughts here, T Bag? See, I feel like you kind of just ruined my childhood because <laughs> how'd I do Sorry, that? bud. <laughs> like I just remember feeling like growing up in the nineties and stuff, thinking like, Yeah, like the world is good, America's number one, we're great. But now it's like maybe I'm thinking that way because they wanted you to. The media yeah, exactly, oh, okay. exactly. Okay. Man. Man, I mean, yeah, the indoctrination is definitely hard. But yeah. we're just playing that in the background of the news. I'm not <laughs> subtly just just like a dog whistle consciously, yeah, at a higher but frequency. I'm not. So you're watching it and you're just like, yeah, yeah. Every time you see an American flag on TV, I don't want to even necessarily bring in the discussion of like USA bad or good, you know, pro USA. I'm just saying the media. Like, think of everything you've ever seen on TV. Whether it be news, a commercial, a show, like everybody has some type of rhetoric. Almost everything has a narrative that they want to spin, correct? There's an angle. There's always an angle. There's always an angle. Like why wouldn't there be? You know, you have this platform. Why not use it to your advantage to get your points across, you know? Now, this got me digging deeper and deeper because I'm thinking, okay. Very deep now. You know, I think we talked about this. Maybe it was in our Illuminati episode. Like the the media, mass media, corporations, like it's, 
It's like six companies that control all of it. Does this ring a bell? Yes. Okay, so I'm diving deeper into this. Now, in the mid-80s, 50 companies controlled the media here in the U.S. of A. Now, you fast forward to now, American news outlets are controlled by only six powerful corporations known as the Big Six. Wow. Now, these six media giants control 90% of what we read, watch, and listen to. As of September 2020, these six media giants are AT&T, which was bought by Time Warner, CBS, Comcast, Disney, News Corp, which is the parent company of Fox News, and Viacom. Now, this is what some claim is an illusion of choice, which has been fabricated by these media elites, what have you. These delusions <laughs> yes, the media you know, wants you to believe. We're fed what the media oligarchs want us to eat. Uh, the same can be said for big tech, uh, which owns social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. These tech overlords silent dissent and censor content that does not fit these alleged agendas. Well, yeah, dude, perfect example, if I'm not jumping ahead too far, is how pretty much any news channel you watch nowadays has not only broadcasting that everyone needs to get the vaccine, but also has still has the like little death toll counter in the corner. Mm. And it, it's fucking i don't even watch that shit anymore but uh my point is that you can just tell how like sold out these news companies are by the fact that not once and i again i don't watch the news that much so maybe i'm a little biased in this opinion but not once during this whole pandemic have i seen any news channel broadcast about how beneficial it is for people to be healthy exercise take their vitamins that sort of thing during this pandemic it's more about you need to get this vaccine it's it's the unvaxxed now it's like they flip the script and it's like oh it's all the people that don't have the vaccine that are the problem okay mm-hmm. so and it's always just like something sh- shifting, shifting the i think we talked about that a bit on our covid episode yeah yeah, but I mean, that was right when shit hit the fan, dude. Yeah, it's but it's still, it was only then. death toll. Well, yeah, but... And that hasn't changed. Now, so I'm getting some examples here. Now, now, so I'm, I'm thinking about these uh, big six, you know, and even the big tech, that sort of thing, these giant oligarchs that uh, control everything. Uh, and then I'm thinking of the way we get our news. Now, although television news has the advantage of offering video and live coverage, making a story come alive, uh, it also has a faster, it's, it's a faster paced medium. You know, this means stories get covered in much less depth. A story told on television is, is much flashier, less in depth, less context than the same story covered in, say, a monthly magazine periodical or something like that. Uh, therefore, people who get the majority of their news from television may have a particular view of the world shaped by not the content of what they watch, but its medium. Uh, as computer scientist Alan Kay put it, each medium has a special way of representing ideas that emphasize particular ways of thinking and de-emphasize others. Now, 
I think it's no secret most people I'd say today get their news by these quick, you know, they're they're just quick, you know, spurts of like flashy media updates. Yeah. It's it's all fast paced, right? Tweets, blurbs. And it's a twenty ain't even got time to read yeah, that. Twenty four hour news cycle by like you read one story, the next day you're you're supposed to be in an uproar about something else. You know? Now Again, we can get into the kind of uh, fake news type stuff because I'm thinking basically, and I'm honestly asking here, (laughs) is there any hope? You know, I mean, I think things have the potential to get a whole lot worse. I mean, just look at how things have gone in the last 10 years, we'll say. 10 years? Let's look at the way things have gone since the start of this country and probably even longer in other countries. Yellow journalism back in the day. Hello. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Hello. I mean, well, essentially like think think about that. Like, let's take what you were just saying. For example, you look at the start. So let's start at like the printing press. Okay. And you look at how the media has evolved. You go from only, you go from nothing. Imagine life before the printing press. You're literally playing telephone with your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're literally just, you so talk to it. Yeah. <laughs> now, so you started the printing press, and you go from only print to the oh, telegraph. Only print? Yeah. Then you Sorry, go. Business. <laughs> you go from only print. You go to the telegraph. You go to the radio, to TV, to internet, and now virtually every man, woman, and child has a computer in their pocket at all and times. A camera. Yep. At all times. Don't now, forget the camera. Yep. Now Always you was watching. Look at this evolution. You look at the ways in which our consumption of media has evolved as well. It's basically, like we said, it's all quick, clickbait, fast-paced. It's like a computer, 11001001. You know, who can get the most views? Who can get the most likes? Ads, money, revenue. It's all, it's all a fugazi, a fugazi, you know? Part so, of the programming, my guy. Well, you don't just have a few select trusted news sources. Uh, now those have been compromised, as we just saw. You have corporations promoting their interests. They're helping their political affiliates and vice versa. You got government's hands in the pot. God only knows what the CIA is doing now. You got Hollywood being co-opted in order to promote agendas. Celebrities telling you how to vote, who to like. You got trusted organizations skewing the facts, getting them flat out wrong. This promotes a lack of trust, so people turn to other news sources, which are highly questionable. Uh, And then, you know, with the internet age, anyone can be a news source. Mm -hmm. Just type up a meme, make a clever video, make a podcast, uh, (laughs) spout information out there. Uh, It's becoming murkier and murkier, and now you have the regulation of all of this. You know, it used to be the internet was like the Wild West. Uh, Now you've got COVID info slapped on every post on Instagram. You've got Snopes popping up on YouTube. They're shadow banning or flat out banning people like Alex Jones and T-Bag. People are now even like now even Reddit. Uh, You seen all this new shit with Reddit? It's becoming highly regulated in regards to misinformation. Yeah. A lot of people are switching to discord. Yeah. Um, And that's why you got to take the red pill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're, we're giving you guys the red pill that the elites don't want you to know about here. Uh, now, this is where... You go down that rabbit hole, you're going to realize this is all controlled by the mainstream media. Spot on. Isn't it weird when you think like... Think about like regulation. So when the media started out, radio, the FCC, that type of shit, they had regulation. The FCC won't let me be. 
Then Reagan comes along and he deregulates it. And now that gets us where we are today with these six corporations owning 90% of the news. Which sounds an awful lot like a monopoly, but I digress. Yeah, but again, this is like this is like lawyer talk, you know. If it's a natural monopoly, it's fine. Mm. But it's like I, I was always taught in school, like monopolies are bad. The U.S. doesn't have them. You shouldn't have a monopoly. But it's the like, game sucks. Monopolies yeah. exist everywhere. Yeah, in the yeah. US. Um, now, but no, the regulation, then deregulation of mass media, um, put in place by the FCC, got us where we are today. Then the internet starts out as deregulated, but it's now being regulated. So, like, where do we go from here? What happens next? I mean, what do we, what do you guys got on this? Like, what do you think happens next? Uh, who do you guys trust to get your news? How do you even digest your daily news? Well, I've started my own Instagram page called Meme News Source. <laughs> so, is this a true give story? Me a follow. Is this for real? <laughs> I don't have any posts yet, but I, 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 do, I do have the handle. I do have the handle saved. So you've so. got the handle meme news source. Now, are you making the memes or you're just pulling I'm, this? I'm going to start doing it. And what are you, how are you, so you're a journalist now. Yep. And so you're, you have journalistic integrity and you're just presenting facts or what are, where are you pulling your information? Who's your sources here? We're all screwed. I'm going to basically take current events, make them into memes. That's how people are going to start getting their news. Okay. I'd say that's already happening a little bit, but okay. Yeah, I'm riding that wave. Okay. <laughs> Get in on the action. Okay. No, I mean, who do you guys actually trust? Like, do you read the news? Do you, how do you guys digest news? How do you guys take in news? Either of you. I mean, like Rob said, I've honestly stopped watching. I, I can't, I can't watch the news. I was just going to say the little bit that I do read, it's like, yeah, you can read from one source, but then you got to read from a couple other sources and kind of, Okay. Piece together the truth for yourself. And you could still be way wrong. Okay. And so you actually do that though? Like you'll see one thing and be like, ah, let me, let me, like you'll see something on say example CNN and you'll be like, ah, let me check what Fox News is saying about this. And then you'll say, ah, let me check what. Uh, I don't ever check Fox News. Oh, come on. We were just watching Tucker Carlson tonight. I, I don't, <laughs> that's not news to me. That's entertainment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. That guy's an actor. Let me rephrase the question then. Like, where do you guys go for your okay, so, news? So what, Obviously, you're not watching is, CNN. You're not yeah. watching Fox. So, nor, like, I'll walk you through a day in the life. <laughs> All right. What are you guys? It's unbelievable. Shout out to Steve Jobs. I got the iPhone. So, I'll get the <laughs> Apple news. I'll take a look at that. And then I'll say, let me. Uh, it's actually, honestly, kind of annoying because I have to, like, cross-reference it mm-hmm. so many times to make sure, like, is this the real Skewed. story? Yeah. Is okay. this just some bullshit that Apple's trying to like get me to believe? So I'll check it a couple times. And then honestly, podcasts, I listen to a couple of podcasts. All right. What do we got? What are we listening to? I think the people want to know. My two main ones right now, besides Joe. Okay. So you're still listening to Joe. See, for me, I I don't know if you've you got noticed tired this. Of listening to him, dude. I think somebody scared him, man. I mean, I I've listened to Joe since like 2009, and you look at like how he was versus like when he moved to Spotify and everything. And now, like, well, if did, anybody even brings up a conspiracy theory, he's like, eh. And maybe that's just the evolution of his character. Did but, you hear him have the? Uh, he had the guy from Black Rifle on. 
I think the last one I listened to was Quentin. They touched on a lot of, not like conspiracy stuff per se, but he went a little like more uh, open-minded on it than he has been. I know what you're saying though. But even like Papa Joe, he gets like slammed in the media. They'll try to like brand him as like right wing, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you can't, again, everyone's being a fucking snowflake these days. You can't okay. say very much without getting branded as left or right. Mm-hmm. It's like you mm-hmm. can't just be in the middle anymore. You either are like sucking Joe Biden's dick down or you're a Trump supporter. You okay. You can't be one or the other. Break out my red exactly hat. Exactly what the CIA wants. Yeah. Like Kanye said. Now, <laughs> I will say this. Divide and conquer, baby. They want us fighting each other so we don't fight them. So Biden's president. Unfortunately. Um, Is it like appropriate to wear the MAGA hat ironically? Like, is it funny now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm honestly, that's good. I feel like For a friend. you just seem like a douchebag. You seem like one of those... Uh, Frat bros. Like when, like, let's say, for example, when George Bush lost and Obama was president and there's still people, like, driving around with, like, Bush stickers or having, like, Bush (laughs) signs in their yards. Not my president. You just seem like kind of a loser. Okay. Well, whatever. All right. (laughs) But then at the same time, if you're you're rocking the Biden stuff, kind of a loser. Yeah, kind of a (laughs) pussy, dude. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hey, that was four. Or there's five no days bias ago. or slant here. That was four or five days ago. <laughs> yeah, there's no bias or slander. I'm just saying, like, you know, I know what, dude. Kind don't, of a loser. Don't try to skew my my words, T-Bag. I know what's in my heart. Love, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now, all right. So that's how you guys are getting your daily news. Now, T-Bag, what do, what do we got for you? Day in the life of T-Bag's news intake. What do we got? Just try to avoid it all, man. You just look at ESPN. Come on, you're always. Nah, on I don't your even like phone. ESPN. What, are you reading? Nah, what am I? How, how do you know I'm always on my phone, dude? Anytime you used to come over and hang out, you're on your phone reading some article. No, that was usually Crystals? swiping, swiping. Okay, so dating apps. All right, so that's how you get your news. But no, I don't apps. even get them anymore. I'm banned from all of them. All right, I'm probably the so most misinformed dude. Dick pics out there. <laughs> I might as well be just looking on Wikipedia for all my information. So then what do you look at? Just the mail all day? The mail doesn't stop. It's nonstop, baby. I got boxes of Pepe. And it all never right. fails. Okay, so I so I pull this. So I'm thinking, you know, fake news, you know. Um obviously it's become kind of stigmatized with like uh the Trump administration. But I'm reading the Wikipedia page for fake news. <laughs> it's fake. And they actually have they have a, this is from the International Federation of Library Associations and Institutions, the IFLA for short. Now, they published a summary and diagram uh, to assist people in recognizing fake news. So this, I put this in here for you, Loyal Legion, um, because this is how you recognize fake news. Now, the main points in recognizing fake news are one. Consider the source. You have to understand its mission and purpose. Number two, read beyond the headline to understand the whole story. (laughs) Number three, check the authors. See if they're real and credible. Number four, 
Assess the supporting sources to ensure they support the claims. Number five, check the date of publication. See if the story is relevant and up to date. Number six, ask yourself, is this a joke? <laughs> Determine if it's meant to be satire. Number seven, review your own biases uh, to see if they are affecting your judgment. And number eight, ask some experts uh, to get confirmation from independent people with knowledge. So, you know me, I I got an expert for everything. And every article I read, I, I got a guy and I text him and I say, hey, is this a real news article? Uh, who's doing this? Who has time to do all this stuff? You know, your your average working class hero, man, woman, trans, or prefer not to say, they're just <laughs> they're just trying to get through the fucking day. You know, they're taking it day by day. Just keep living, L I V I N. It's gotten to the point where I feel like most people just want to tune out. I mean, it's like you guys said. You know, I, I don't pay attention to that. I I don't follow politics. You know. I mean, how many of us have heard this? You guys just both said this. You know, I, I don't follow the news. I don't follow politics. Well, it's too depressing. And if you follow the wrong one, you're labeled one way. You, like, it, it's just not even worth it anymore, man. I guess I'd rather be dumb and misinformed or uninformed. And Well, you know, T-Bag, they say first they came for the socialists. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I didn't speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I am not a Jew. And then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. Sheesh. They can come tear me out of this. And never mind. <laughs> <laughs> What do we got here? That's unbelievable. No, I'm saying like, so we, we can say the the whole like, you know, I don't pay attention to that. I don't follow politics. I don't follow the news. But are we doing ourselves a disservice? Are we, you know, and it's like you said, I mean, it's even like we said, it's gotten so skewed to this point that where do you go from here? You know, I mean, what are y'all's conclusions on this thing? Uh, what do we think is truly going on and how do we kind of navigate ourselves through this, uh, the climate that we're living in today when it, and when it comes to the news and sources and who you can trust, you're just saying tune it. You're just like Tim Leary, drop out, tune out. Ignorance is love. And I need that <laughs> shit, man. But if you are, you know, if you feel the need or desire or will or whatever to be informed, quote unquote. It's like you said, you know, go back and listen to the list again, follow the steps, check your sources, go through multiple sources. A every one of us in news and in life has to determine our own path. And everybody knows an expert they can call on. Right. All right. Okay. Everyone um, writes their own story here, all right? So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I mean, your message is kind of, you know, check all your sources. Don't be beholden to one uh, source and, and look at it as the, as the um, end-all, be-all. End-all, be-all godhead, if you will. But I'm just one man. That's my, like, who the hell am I? Like, maybe if you have exactly. a new source that you believe in yeah. and that's your Bible, per se, like, by all and means. that's where I fall on this shit because I am just like, 
you know, okay, like as I'm doing the research for this, I'm like, you know, maybe the CIA is like implanting news and stuff. Maybe this is all propaganda. And I'm like, you know, yeah, fuck a vaccine, dude. I shouldn't get a fucking vaccine because that's like, and then I'm like, ah, you know, I, I do, I do believe in science and, you know, maybe I, I actually should get a vaccine and it's like, I don't know, dude. I don't mm-hmm. fucking know mm-hmm. what to believe. And I, I could be swayed any other day. Like I said, I'm a fair weather fan, dude. <laughs> well, Hey, not to, uh, hop in my F two fifty and slap my two American flags on the back, but don't forget the Punisher. Lego. I think we should just be glad that we live in a country where we have so many different venues and places to get our news from. Because but some do places, we though? No, but I'm, that's yes. the illusion of choice, it, Rob. You're you're oh falling God, victim to the bro. media oligarchs. No, I'm saying I don't. I just said my shit, dude. I don't fucking watch CNN. I don't watch Fox News. It's all bullshit to me. Trump's a fucking hey, piece of shit. Biden's Facebook a piece of and shit. Instagram are the same thing. No shit. So where do you get your news? The I meme just one. I told you. Bro. He makes his own. <laughs> you make I your am own. the news, dog. <laughs> I am the news. <laughs> <laughs> Reporter Rob. Best quote. That is the best quote from our lawyer. He is the news. So follow Rob's. I'm the face of the news. Follow Rob's <laughs> meme account. What is it at meme news? I am to the news what Conor McGregor is to the UFC. All right. I, I thought he was out of the UFC. <laughs> so you're fired. You're fired. To quote our fearless leader. <laughs> okay. So well, you're swinging real hard on the right side. Today, I'm fucking bud. around. I'm having fun, dude. Like I said, I'm fired, I'm fired up. up. <laughs> yeah, I'm fired up on this episode. Um, all right. So. And did you have more to add on there? No, I was just saying, like, as much of a pain in the ass as it is to have to, like, cross-check every time you see, like, oh, is this just some yeah, it's a whole bullshit fucking that, homework assignment. Yeah, but at least we don't live in a country where there's only one news source, and if you don't believe that, then They'll you get put your a fucking bullet head your chopped head. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, That's, so... That was my main point in that. No, but again, where but does I'm that... say... I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I like wholeheartedly agree with anything that's going on in, in our news. But where does that land exist where you get a bullet in your head? Because maybe that's <laughs> just planted by the CIA. Ooh. North Korea. Ever I been? mean, dude, I've seen some videos of the Taliban working out in the gyms. They seem pretty chill. <laughs> they seem like they've never used <laughs> workout that, equipment in their life. This might have been spun. This whole Taliban narrative might have been spun by the U.S. media to gain support for their war their forever war you know getting forever home yeah getting getting halliburton a couple uh bill you know lining the pockets of dick cheney (laughs) yeah northrop grumman said hey guys we got a video for you (laughs) yeah and now you know now it's coming out of the taliban might be kind of (laughs) chill You know? <laughs> they're slapping is a that... couple Punisher logos on Humvees now. <laughs> Dude, just imagine like they're ironically doing it, <laughs> like not even like unironically. They're like, we love Punisher. <laughs> they're just like, like they just think but, it's cool. But they actually get the message of Punisher, unlike these dickhead Oakley bro cops oh. who like just don't understand the message of Punisher. And oh yeah, Punisher like, was yeah, a cop, yeah, bro, yeah. just like me. Um. But no, that's neither here nor there. Little preview for an upcoming episode. But 
we're canceled now after this one. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get uh, bought out and controlled. Just you know, getting off on this one, I will say, getting you know, off, getting yeah. off, <laughs> getting off on the CIA, dude. We're getting that, off on this. That's one. his news, Playboy. And I, I will. Yeah, con- where do you get your news, buddy? Well, usually I just pray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you do. No, I also. Uh, <laughs> well, I get a lot of news, and I'm not even kidding, guys. Where from have you been uh, praying lately? I, I get a lot of news from uh, Men's Fitness. Is that where you pray? That's where I'm following the news. I'm in the Swole Palace seven days a week. Uh, pray, pray. I'm just working on my own nutrition. Praying dude. to the soul guys, nah, dude. Knowledge of self, man. I don't Are care what's going. Right I don't now, care dude? what's going on in the world. It's all about knowledge of self. That juice Brahmin, that you fired dude. Up? Hindu. I'm trying to become one. I'm, uh, dude. I'm meditating. I'm fucking uh, nice. reaching. What's oh, it called? Nirvana. No, it's some. It's some before that. I'll look it up. Doing a lot of. But send us a postcard when you get there. Yeah. Okay. But no, uh, you know, getting off on this one, just to conclude, you know, wrap it up. We'll get out of here. Now, there's been a ton of declassified documents in regards to Operation Mockingbird. Although these declassified documents show that this type of operation most definitely occurred, it's never been officially confirmed by the title of Operation Mockingbird, and thus it has also never been officially discontinued. So as we said, guys, check your sources, uh, do your research, and check your facts, bro. And maybe just keep in the back of your mind that the CIA could be planting disinformation into your brains, into your phones, into your Instagram account. Maybe they provided all the information we've provided you tonight. Yeah. Now, what did we got on a TLDL here for the CIA? I think that's exactly it right there. Could be happening, could not be happening. We don't really know. Protect your neck. (laughs) Okay. Now, on this one, I want to cite all that is interesting.com Operation Mockingbird, Carl Carl (laughs) Bernstein.com Magazine, CIA, and Media. Uh, And like I said, I'll link the Bernstein description in, I'll link the Bernstein article in the description and techstartups.com 2020. Corporations control 90 media, America, illusion, choice, objectivity, 2020. The illusion. Um, So yeah, check those out if you want further readings into this. And uh, let us know what you guys think. How do you guys digest your news? How do you get your news? Who do you trust? Where do you go to? Where are we going from here? Are we your new news source? Because we do have journalistic integrity. I will promise you guys that. And I run an official news Instagram account as and, of right now. And follow <laughs> Rob's official news meme Instagram account. This is the new way to get news. This is a revolutionary system within the news organizations. It's meme news with a Z source. <laughs> on instagram better (laughs) and on that guys we are signing off on this one stay safe out there guys and we will see you soon with another exciting episode and on that 
All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. As always, uh, feel free to check us out. Podcastfromouterspace.com. Grab yourself some merch. Uh, we're going to have some uh, new designs hopefully coming in for the old Halloween holiday that we got coming up. Maybe some little spooky shirts or something. Uh, but for mm. right now, we got some shirts. We got some hats. We got some pens. We got bandanas. You name it. If you want it. Let us know. Maybe we'll uh, get something else going for you guys. And uh, as always, you can hit us up on our email, podcastfromouterspace at gmail.com. You can leave us a note on the website or you can slide in those DMs, podcastfromouterspace on the gram. And with that. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to a couple friends of the podcast. If you're on Instagram, be sure to check out my friend at Street Scene Boulevard. And ladies, if you're listening, or fellas, if you, you know, have a feminine style or a lady you need to buy something for in your life, check out my ladies over at Alexander Brook Boutique. Tell them Teabag sent you. And on that note, thanks for listening. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs>